going on, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome to another episode of Tuffy Talk. We are so excited today to finally start talking some NC State wrestling, baby. Finally, all the all these times. I know that we've had a lot of NC State Tuffy Talk uh, supporters uh, that have reached out being like, hey, when are y'all going to start talking wrestling? Well, here we go, finally. You know, to be honest, I'll be honest and say I wanted to see one match first just to kind of you know, get a better idea of, you know, what the starting lineup is going to be like, see, you know, what some of these new guys are going to look like. And now we got that taste. And now you got basically a two month break, you know, before your next home match, uh, you got some tournament stuff, which we'll get into. Uh, but we got a little bit of time now to kind of, you know, break it down before we get into the ACCs. Uh, we're joined today here by Robbie Wendell, uh, with Intermat Wrestling, uh, to help us break it down here. Robbie, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, with that being said, again, uh, you know, obviously NC State wrestling has absolutely been a team that not only has, I feel like has gotten better and better, uh, every single year, but also too, it's been getting more and more fan support every single year. And I, I don't know, Robbie, if you were, I, I'm sure you were. I mean, if you cover anime wrestling, I'm sure that they would not have thought about sending you anywhere else, especially since you're located in Virginia. Uh, than the NC State Virginia Tech duel in Reynolds Coliseum last year, and uh, I, I'm assuming by your head now that you were there. And the I one thing which, I, and the one thing which I do guys say is that I'm sure you've covered a lot of teams. I'm sure you've covered a lot of matches, but to me, specifically when Hayden beat Mackay, but just that whole match in general, I've never been in an environment as intense, as electric, as crazy as that match was, but specifically after Hayden beat Makai, that was just unforgettable. I'll, I'll honestly never forget the moment, you know, watching Hayden, you know, look at the crowd and do, you know, the slow raise the roof to the crowd and just the fans were going just absolutely bonkers and rightfully so. I mean, you know, give us your thoughts. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, would you agree with my comment in terms of, I mean, that that, that environment is right up there with, any any environment and not only just wrestling but but college sports in general it was insane yeah it's a it's a great dual environment uh in Reynolds that was the first duel I'd been at uh went to ACC's there when I was in there in like 2010 we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. um and it's a wholly different place than it was you know 10 years ago yeah Uh, the team is a wholly different program than it was 10 years ago too (laughs) so uh the whole environment it was that was a great duel from start to finish Uh, Mm um it was tight it was back and forth you know, you had a lot of top ten guys matching up. Uh, the dual, the well, the yeah. de facto dual title was on the line, even though it wasn't technically. Uh, and the placements, you know, for uh, for the ACC tournament the week after that were on the line too. So it's there was a lot that went into it. Um, well, Aiden's match was huge. Uh, the little Latona scuffle on the edge with with uh, was Camacho great. was big, uh, but it was it was fun. I mean, I was Matt side for it. Um, it yeah. was it was a great place to watch. Well, and, and, well, the one thing which I will I will say is that uh, you know you and I both know that yes, technically we already won the AC championship, but Coach Hall and Coach Pop, when I asked them about it, they both said if they lost that match, they 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 basically wouldn't have done any kind of ceremony, nothing. They would have just taken the trophy, just hit it away, and just left it be because every single Virginia Tech would be like, oh, you know, yeah, you you <laughs> you technically won it, but we beat you guys, and uh, so you know, the, the, I. 
as much as I'd like to say, yes, we won it by then, no, it was still on the line. A thousand percent. It was still on the line, no doubt about it. Um, but and you, you bring no. up a good point, though, because they didn't bring the trophy out until after the match was done. No. No. Right, they 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 had they had, they kept it hidden, and then it just made a made a miraculous appearance. Exactly, so, heck no, yeah. Hey. yeah. So so uh, the one thing which I do want to ask you, Robbie, for sure, uh, you know, obviously talking a little bit about Hayden there, um, you know, one of the big pieces of news that you know happened out of nowhere that I think a lot of pretty much all in-state wrestling fans were actually pretty shocked by. Uh, nobody knew about it. it. Was the news of Hayden Hadley announcing after his last match in NCAA is that he was hanging up uh, his wrestling shoes. Uh, you know, period, uh, you know, in terms of being, you know, competing and moving into coaching, uh, how shocked were you by that news? Uh, not, not super shocked. Um, he wasn't, I don't think super focused on the freestyle circuit. It wasn't his best fit. Um, and if you don't have that desire to really go full bore at that level, that's not, it's not worth the investment. And he, you know, is in a good place here in Raleigh and, and with the program and, and the, role that he's taking on now is a great fit for him both personally and professionally. I think it's, it fits his personality really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's clearly an example of the culture that Pat's built there and he's going to do nothing but help them continue to get the recruits that they're getting. So oh, oh, yeah. you did know, you, he's in a good spot. I think he made a good choice and yeah. did, did you by ahead. chance catch him on the, uh, on the call on Friday night on, uh, against app app state. He did great. Yeah. He yeah. Did, he, he did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved his energy. Uh, I yeah. I, I was sitting Ryan right by. Go ahead. Oh, was it? Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just say I I sat right behind him as he was doing the call, so I could just see his uh, his motions and his animations, and he was really into it. And I really, um, I came back home and, and watched it after the fact, and it was like I was talking on our podcast last night is get sitting hearing the audio after the visuals, it was kind of like, okay, now I could just visualize what he was doing at that moment at the, at the thing. And he was very animated and very articulate with what he, what he was describing. And to, I, and I'm a, I can consider myself a very novice fan. Um, he broke it down really well for the casual person like myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, from his first, you know, his debut of, of doing play by play at the, the event him and Trent put together uh, back home. It was definitely better than the first attempt. Um, but, <laughs> A little, little behind the scenes, uh, I was telling late and early, my, my kids were sick this weekend. So I was, was rocking with my daughter and I didn't get to watch the whole duel, um, mm-hmm. as it first went. So I listened to the play by play, um, mm-hmm. for a few matches while, while I couldn't watch it. And Hayden was fantastic on the call. Uh, yeah. very descriptive. It was, it was not overwhelming. Uh, mm-hmm. did a good job explaining what was going on without, you know, jumping in and, and telling what was going to happen next, because that's, that's a really hard thing to do. Uh, when you, when you are broadcasting is, you know, we can kind of see where things are going and, and what's likely going to happen. Um, but a good broadcaster is not going to you know go right and say, you know, this is what's going to happen next. And this kind of lets it happen and, and organically and, and goes with it. I don't know. I'd have to argue you, though, on that statement because Tony Roma all the time says what's what's going to happen on football plays before they even happen. So, I mean, you know. But, yeah, no, I, I hear you, though. You know, wrestling's different for sure. But just that that was the first thing I thought of in my head was being like, I don't know. Tony Romo is making millions right now by basically saying <laughs> what play is going to happen before it actually happens. Well, I think so. you nailed it right there. He's making millions to make those decisions and calls. So yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and again, I mean, obviously hats off to Hayden too, for really kind of stepping out. I think honestly, probably out of his comfort zone for sure. Cause I think, you know, myself, you know, I've talked to Hayden a couple of times, you know, he's not, you know, the most outgoing 
personality, you know, for sure, which, you know, obviously with broadcasting, it's just you and one other person. Then you basically have to paint this picture for all of those, you know, watching back home. You just like you said, you really have to, you know, help the fans walk through it. And so for him to do that and do that successfully, hats off to him for sure. Um, so, uh, you know, one thing which, uh, you know, do got to talk about obviously is, you know, obviously the loss of, uh, of, you know, a couple of, you know, Big time guys. So we were, you know, really looking forward to obviously losing Hayden, but obviously losing Tariq Wilson as well. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about this because we really didn't get a chance to kind of really wrap things up, uh, from last season. But I'll be honest that I still have a little bit of saltiness in my mouth by, by the way that Tariq went out. Just so unlike him, you know, I mean, you, you know, I can't remember, I can't remember who he went against. All I remember simply is just watching the match and he had one near fall that i mean i swore that somehow he i i i don't know how he didn't get pinned and then he escaped and so it's like okay well Tariq's gonna fight back from this and then literally a minute later he gets near fall and then pinned and it's like whoa Tariq, what what the heck man you literally have made a career of getting out of bad situations and turning them into good and it just seemed like he was off the whole the whole weekend. I mean, he and he was the number one seed. I mean, he was he was you know favored you know in a lot of in a lot of eyes that to win the national championship. So, I mean, what were your kind of thoughts on that? You know, I mean, was there anything news wise that you know maybe you know that we don't know in terms of maybe he was dealing with a sickness as well? Like, I don't know. Uh, not uh, specifically uh, that that's been you know made known or anything, but it. The NCAA, sorry, the NCAA tournament is just kind of a different beast. You know, it's a three-day tournament. It's right. it's a grind, and yeah. it can really wear on you. And and you know, if you're not a hundred percent going in, or you know, most people aren't. But even if you're not ninety percent going in, it's going to be tough to really make it through that unscathed and and be able to give full effort in all your matches. So it's you know, those last last two rounds really say a lot about you know where where you can kind of end up and what you can fight through to get there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And and I guess too, the reason why, you know, I didn't really kind of bring that necessarily up is because of the fact that Tariq Wilson's not a freshman. He's not a sophomore. He, I mean, he's, he's a fifth or sixth year senior, you know, at, at the time. So, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, that, that guy is going to go down as one of the best state wrestlers of all time, you know, you know, simple as that, you know, that guy was unbelievable. Uh, so, you know, his legacy is still established, even though he didn't, you know, do as well as he did that last year. So I definitely want to make that perfectly clear. Not, not bashing on whatsoever, just, you know, a disappointment for sure. Cause you know, especially that first day at the NCAAs, things are going great. Everybody was moving on to day two and then just day two, just pop, 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 pop. And everybody just knocked out one by one. So, uh, but Hey, new season. Here we are. You know, again, obviously beating App State was huge. Uh, you, you know, to start off the season, you know, with, with the bang, uh, 26 to 12. Uh, you know, so I, I obviously many different, uh, places to fill. Uh, you know, the first thing which I do want to kind of talk about, uh, the first, uh, uh, weight, you know, with the 125, obviously Jacob Camacho right now dealing with some injuries. Uh, but I fully expect that whenever he, is healthy. He'll he'll take his rightful place, you know, as the 125 uh, wrestler. Especially since Trombley hasn't gotten off to the best start so far. Obviously well, he, losing. Uh, he, go ahead. I mean, he's out for the year. Oh, he's out for the year. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. I thought he was. I thought he was dealing with injuries to come back. Okay. Dang. Yeah, so he had knee. He had knee surgery this yep. summer. Uh, uh, they are trying. There's a possibility. Yeah, slim. Uh, his, but his, his, okay. His, his, rehab's, his rehab's going really well. 
Um, okay. Dang. So okay. There's there's a potential Dang. there's potential for him that to blows. come back the second half of the season. Man. Um, Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dressup Insurance Group, that has your whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. I, I, I just heard the rumor that they were just going to give him his red shirt and let him come back strong for next year. But, you know, who knows? Obviously, you know how things play out because I know he probably they probably won't one rush him back into. They would make sure if he comes back that he probably gets enough matches in to qualify. Right. I wouldn't imagine they would just bring him back just to bring him back That's if true. he can't compete. No, I think the thinking would be second half of the season if he's able to go um, for ACC time, ACC season and send him to a few opens. Yeah. Um, I think it, there's there's a lot of variables in that. A, sure. It's got to be he's got to be 100 percent. For right. it to be worthwhile for him but then is it you know is it going to be worthwhile for the team is it going to be you know a, a big upgrade over what trombley is able to do is it going to matter in terms of winning the acc or placing in stable a's um, and those are the things that pat and adam are really kind of considering when they're talking about whether they're going to bring it back or not that makes sense well hey learn something new thank you all for bringing that to my attention <laughs> for sure uh that's some inside stuff right there uh yeah well I, i'll tell you this right now probably the one person that would that's probably the most disappointed about that news is not even somebody that's wearing red and white. <laughs> it's it's uh, somebody named maybe, Sam Latona. Yeah, I say wearing, maybe someone from yeah. Uh, Blacksburg. Yeah, I think he's probably the most disappointed. You know, to not get uh. not get that revenge. I mean, hey, I mean Camacho Camacho's got him last. You know. Well, Latona's up at one thirty three this year. Oh. Um, so he sure. bumped up. Tech's got a battle going on right now. Uh, Eddie Ventresca's got the got the spot right now, and then Cooper Flynn's kind of going back and forth, well, back and forth. Okay. Then uh, Tresca's beat him four in a row. So, but they're all one point matches. So they've, they've got a good option there. Yeah. Uh, Latona's up at 33. Dang. So. See, See that's, and that's, and that's another, another reason why it's tough to cover wrestling. Cause there's always movement. <laughs> you know, it's not like you ever see like, you know, a defensive tackle move to move to linebacker. You know, it's like, they're always generally going to be the same spot, but wrestling, it's always moving and uh, you got to keep up with it for sure. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So then, Jake, so so Trombley. So let's talk, let's talk about him then. Obviously, you know, disappointing loss, uh, losing to Caleb Smith at, at App State three to two. Uh, I know uh, from I wasn't there actually at the match. I know Greg was. I knew my parents were, and they were filling me in afterwards, saying that they saw Papalizio giving giving Trombley some 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 words. Uh, you know, obviously after the match, and, and rightfully so. I mean, again, I mean, you know, Jake, Jared Trombley is a guy that I mean is is, is experienced. Obviously, he's most well known. Uh, Three, two or three years ago, of uh, getting the uh, the pin against Virginia Tech uh, to put uh, the dual championship in in, in good hands, and uh, hasn't really done much since. Uh, obviously, competed last year with uh, Kai uh, uh, Arini, uh, but then lost his his spot to Kai, um, and so it's just like you know. I think everybody, obviously, even even Papalito as well, has has expected more of him. Do you see this more as a uh, kind of a, a writing on the wall or do you see this as kind of a you know first first match of the year like you know don't really breathe too much into this i'm not thinking too much about it um it's his first time ever being down at 25 he's wrestled at 33 his whole career 
Uh, he's a two-time NCAA qualifier there. He made the round of 16. I mean, he's a good wrestler. Um, him and Kai were back and forth last year, and Kai won the spot. But he dropped to 25 for the team because that's what they needed. Um, and this was kind of the case with a lot of people this weekend that that kind of came out slow. It's The first weekend is a really tough weekend if you're cutting a lot of weight. Um, that first weight cut is is really hard because you're you know you're not used to it yet. You know, you right. practice matches, practice cuts, but it's it's a whole different animal when you're actually you know doing that live cut and then going full board against somebody who wants to beat you. Right. Um, and Smith is no slouch. I mean, he's an NCAA qualifier. He's 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 scrappy. Um, he's really quick. It was a good match. I think Trombley could have attacked more. And I think kind of looking at, at all the matches that that. Uh, NC State lost was was similar it's to really that. Close, if they yeah. would have if they would have attacked more, been more offensive, I think they would have been in a better spot. Same thing with Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Donald. I mean, that's that's kind of where they were. The matches they lost were tight, with the exception of you know Milner and, and Arrington. But that's an All American versus a true freshman. True. So, yeah. Which I didn't think he did bad, considering no. you know you know he didn't get majored. So I thought that was a win. And you know I know there's no such thing as a moral victory, but for for a true freshman, he looked. He looked every bit at the part, like he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Well, for your debut match to be against a two-time All-American, yeah. it's 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 kind of tough. But he wrestled him well. Uh, he got in some good positions. He he founded off a lot of attacks. And Milner's tough, uh, especially on the edge. And and Jackson did a really good job defending a few of those shots that he probably would have finished on a lot of other people. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about too the depth. You know, one thing which I loved was the fact that even during intros, you know, I think they and Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, but they pretty much announced an, a two wrestlers at every single weight class is potential to wrestle the night, which again, we just shows, I mean, it, I mean, obviously Pat's not just going to put anybody as this or that, unless he truly does believe that. I mean, he could pick either one of them to go out there and wrestle at that weight. Uh, so, you know, it, and especially with these, uh, these opens and uh, tournaments that we have coming up here in the next month or two, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I know that Ryan Jack uh, last year, I think it was last year when they wrestled against Iowa and he got, he should have got the reverse pen. Uh, you know, which, <laughs> I mean, so Robbie, I mean, I, I got, I got to bring that up. Do you, do, do, do you think that he got that reverse pen? Uh, I said it when it happened. I said it a lot of times <laughs> after it happened. That was, it was, should have been called, but that's a tough one that's not going to get called very often, especially not going to get called against, you know, not against Iowa. Three time All American in, in no, Iowa. Yeah. yeah, not against Iowa. It was, it was in, it was in Florida. Oh, that's but, right. That one was, that was, that but was it was, a, a, yeah. But it was against Iowa. It was against Iowa. Yeah. Right, right, yeah right. It was an open. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> and the funniest part was uh, when we put, put out the video. And the picture of uh, of the Iowa wrestlers, uh, uh, shoulder blades on the mat, and and uh, and the wrestler, Iowa wrestler himself, was basically saying like, you know, like you know, you can't call a pen based off picture. I'm like, well, I posted the video <laughs> and the picture. What which, what else do you want? Like the both of them, you like, bah! and and should have been a reverse pen. But anyway, so uh, so basically, point being is that you know with these opens, uh, you know, and with these tournaments. You might see some guys that, you know, kind of be like, oh, okay, whoa, like check out that guy. Uh, and, uh, so maybe you see some more of that here. Uh, but, uh, well, you know, have, there's a the rule change this year as well. Um, for true freshmen allows them to wrestle in five matches attached. So mm-hmm. they can wrestle in a duel and not lose their red shirt. They can wrestle five matches attached and not lose their red shirt. That's so it nice. gives a lot more flexibility to see, you know, if those, those true freshmen or those red shirts are ready to go against, you know, high level competition without, you know, burning that red shirt for one match. Mm-hmm. So it makes opens a little bit more complicated in the, the first half of the season because true freshmen can't compete unattached at 
opens, but they can use one of their five dates it opens. So it's, it's just one of those management things that, that coaches are going to have to take into account. But yeah, for, for the, for the non technical wrestling fans, can you talk about attached and not attached? I, I understand what it means, but for anyone out there that doesn't. Yeah. So attached means you're competing and scoring points for the team. Unattached means you're going on your own, um, not competing for the team, but you're competing against other college athletes generally. Yeah. Um, Opens can be anybody, but um, generally speaking, it's college athletes. So they're not scoring team points. They're not uh, official competitions for 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 the team, so they can use their red shirt and still get competition. But it just means they can't travel with the team. Team can't cover the costs. It's there's a lot of weird liability things that go into it, which that is, is really weird. They, yeah, wrestling is a weird sport. Like it's, like yeah. the, the way they operate. You know, because I learned a lot of this last year when we went to a NC State fundraiser, and you know they have the RTC there that kind of helps do that stuff unofficially officially and it's it's very convoluted and uh um, for your like i said for your average casual fan it, it's it can be very complex to try to figure that out so i've been learning a lot of that on the fly but but definitely thank you for uh explaining that yeah mm -hmm. so but uh so kind of what i was getting at with ryan jack is obviously there's there's two main sophomores that we'll be talking about that have absolutely blasted off nationally and Ryan Jack is definitely one of them and I think one of the most honestly most impressive wins uh of last season uh besides the one that should have been against Iowa uh was also too one that at the time we didn't know how big it was but when he beat the UNC wrestler in the ACC semis uh and then that ace then that UNC wrestler went on to making it to the national championship match uh you know and also too I mean the fact of how he won it Ryan Jack got the Got the takedown right with you know three seconds left on the clock to 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 win it, and of course the UNC coach goes off like he always does because that <laughs> dude whines every single chance he can get. Uh, but what what are your thoughts of of Ryan Jack so far and what you've seen from him so far? He's developed a lot. Uh, he's gotten a lot better. He's a lot more confident. I think that's the biggest part of it. The skill's always been there, but it's hard uh, as a younger wrestler to be confident when you're going against you know, all Americans and upperclassmen all the time. Right. Um, his top game's gotten better, which is, you know, where Kevin scored a lot of his points. So I think maybe, you know, rubbing off a little bit on him. Um, he's always been great from neutral, can always attack really well. Um, he's kind of deceptive, but he's he's definitely showed last week. And, and from what I'm hearing in the room, he's getting a lot better on top. And I think that's going to be a, a difference maker for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and again, I mean, I, the one thing I do actually love is that every single time that Ryan uh competes it's almost like adam hall or pop or whoever basically will sit down and let kevin basically get up and go be you know one of the main coaches you know calling yeah. out signals to him and i love that you know because i mean it, it, again it, it's it just goes to show first of all the culture that that has been built the fact that i mean it's not you know it, it it's a it's a brotherhood you know like you know machiavello uh, Gwiz, uh, you know, Tommy Gantz, all the way, you know, Hayden Hiley, all the way through the guys that are currently here. It's a brotherhood thing. Like, you know, it's not, you know, it's nothing more than that. We just all want NC State wrestlers to be successful, to win national championships, AC championships, period. And even if it's your own brother, like, you know, simple as that. Kevin Jack is a multi-time All-American and good for Ryan Jack for, for, for taking that in, even though it is his brother, you know, and obviously everybody looks at, you know, Ryan Jack and being, and comparing him to Kevin Jack and, you're never going to avoid that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, watch out for Ryan Jack. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he, 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 I, I, I see potential there to get even more accolades than even, you know, his brother did, you know, which I mean is, is going to be tough, but he definitely could do it. Winning at ACC his freshman year. That's, that's guys, that's gotta say something. 
He's going to have a tough route this year. I mean, I got Cole Matthews is number one in the country right now, yeah. sitting up in Pittsburgh. So if he can win an ACC title, that's going to be, you know, it's going to take him a long way to, to success at the NCAAs as well. Well, and, and, and to kind of, uh, you know, one last question to kind of wrap up part one here. And again, we'll, we'll talk about the other, uh, you know, wrestlers here in part two, but the one thing which I do love, honestly, is that the ACC, obviously, again, I mean, you know, your Penn State's, uh, you know, your Iowa's, your Michigan's, you know, that, that big, uh, big 12, right? I, I big always, 10, big, big 10. 10. I always get those two mixed up. I'm sorry. Uh, the <laughs> big, big 10. Y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the big 10, the big, the big 10 is, 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 is the predominant, you know, wrestling conference period. It's not even, I mean, that's, that's pretty much who you have to go through in order if you want to win any kind of national championship, but then they ACC from top to bottom has gotten so competitive and so, I mean, nationally recognized. I mean, even the fact that our our lowest team in Duke still will each year have usually a wrestler or two that's competing for an All American, you know, uh, you know, status. If not competing, you know, at least for an ACC championship. Uh, so, you know, even though they may never really compete from a team perspective, they still are competitive individually, you know, in some assets. But I mean, just like you said, Pitt has has really gotten up there. Uh, Virginia's gotten a lot better. UNC's, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> you know, bringing their guys up. But uh, you know, talk a little bit about you know the development you've seen in the ACC and uh, you know the competitiveness. And I mean, also too, do you like you know what are your thoughts on the ACC not really expanding? Like you know, there, there should, in my opinion, there should be more than six teams that have wrestling uh, programs. In my opinion, well, that's two big big questions, right? Um, yeah. So let's let's address the the expansion first. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. It's nationwide why we're not adding more. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we are adding programs here and there, which is you know a, a reversal from what it's been for the last twenty years with us hemorrhaging programs after after Title Nine um, mm-hmm. came into play, and and that was the reaction from a lot of administrations and their way of of equaling things out. It was an easy program. It's an programs. it's an easy program to cut. Yeah, uh, get you a lot of numbers out without really impacting your bottom line. It's not yep, an expensive exactly. sport, so yep. um, so I don't know. I, uh, there's not a really good answer as to why they don't. A lot of the programs have success in the past. Um, Clemson's had national champions. Syracuse has had national champions. That's um, the one for me that surprises me. Like when I started following wrestling, I was like, "Wait, Syracuse doesn't have like New York is known for their wrestling. Like that's a great wrestling state." Um, anyway, I did that one yeah. shocked me. I didn't get that one. And if we could expand a program down into Florida, I mean, that's untapped. I mean, so there's so many good wrestlers coming from Georgia and Florida right now. And, and there's mm-hmm. no programs down there. No, no division one programs. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there are D2, D3 and NAIA schools, but if we could get a D1 program down there and we have options and the ACC down that way, you yeah. know, why can't we add and expand down there? Um, it would, ex- it would, uh, make my travel a lot harder if we, if we added Syracuse and Florida state, but um, I'm not going to turn down going to Florida in January either. So it's not a bad place. (laughs) Not a bad place to go. No, I mean, I take it, uh, but that's the short answer. I don't know why there's not a really good reason. Um, Administrators don't want to pay money for sports that aren't football and baseball or basketball generally. So yeah, they're they're not money makers. So there's more red than, than black for those schools. Um, So like, I think to your point too, uh, like you just mentioned, if you do expand to Florida and New York, your your travel budgets are going to go out through, you know, as well. So those schools know that they don't have any programs near them to kind of latch on to, to help with, defer some of those costs. 
That's true. Well, that's good though with the ACC. You're you're not, you know, right now you're looking at four, five weeks of of competition. So mm-hmm. even if you add a couple more teams, that doesn't necessarily mean you're you're going to hit all of them. Right. Um, you're already going to have to travel down to North Carolina at least once. There's three teams down here, mm-hmm. right? So no matter what your your rotation is with that, like like Pittsburgh's rotation, they traveled down back to back weekends in North Carolina last year. They only have to go down once this week this year. Um, and that's the longest trip they are, they're going to make, but there's no reason that, that a schedule couldn't be made to, you know, balance that out. And there's enough right. teams up in, in New York and Pennsylvania and New England that, you know, the whole EIWA is up there. So why not? There's, there's options outside of the conference for competition and the majority of your competition is not in conference in wrestling. So sure. And that, that's a weird one too, for me, like, yeah. like you minimal, minimal ACC wrestler, you know, conference wrestling. I don't know. It just doesn't. I'm so used to the other sports, and so just trying to figure, like, make heads or tails of it. It's just an interesting dynamic how they how they how they govern their sport. Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah, and a lot fewer dates. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, again, so we're gonna take a pause on on in, in part one right there. If you want to see part two, as much as we love to release it publicly, we're gonna actually limit it to our members only. If you want to, if you are not already a Tuffy Talk channel member, all you have to do is again sign up for only a dollar ninety nine a month to get access to exclusive Tuffy Talk co- content, including part two, but including our interviews with Jarkel Joiner, our uh, part two of our interview with Lacey Steele, our uh, twenty twenty class twenty twenty three women's basketball uh, top. 60 player commit uh so if you want to see all of that as well as get access to our weekly newsletter get access to our private discord again it's only a dollar 99 a month and all you have to do is click that join button sign up today and you'll get access uh so uh but before we sign off want to obviously uh sh- give a shout out and plug for robbie so uh robbie where can uh in state uh, wrestling fans check out uh, all of your stuff uh intermat intermat.com on our rockfin page uh everything is published there uh, you find me on Twitter at coach, I think coach underscore Wendell. Um, haven't changed that from not coaching anymore, but <laughs> I guess it stays. Um, yeah. I follow Intermat as well. We got a lot of good content coming out. So absolutely come check it out absolutely so with that being said and then obviously for Tuffy Talk Wise if you haven't already hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell so you're notified on all of your devices whenever we release any new NC State content whenever we do any of our Tuffy Talk live shows any of our watch parties, whatever it may be. And we'll definitely probably, I know we did one, uh, last year for wrestling and we're definitely going to have, make plans to do another one again this year, at least if not more, um, especially probably for that Virginia tech match. We're probably, probably definitely got to do a watch party for that. Uh, and, uh, obviously too, if you, if you haven't already hit that like button is it really helps support us. And also too, it just really helps, you know, grow the channel and also to give us a follow Tuffy talk now on Twitter or Instagram. But with that being said, we'll see y'all for part two as always go pack y'all.